0: to discuss a problem. Perhaps not a problem in the sense of something dire, but you know, in terms of hashtag first world problems, this is something I wanted to talk about because I think it affects not just the glorious sport of baseball, but it affects sport in general. And I have a basketball game to go to at 11 a.m. tomorrow to watch a bunch of five-year-olds run around and not reach the hoop. So this is of particular interest to me and I file it under the category of being a grown-up's hard. Get used to it. So we're talking, of course, about the mercy rule, the slaughter rule, the knockout rule, the skunk rule, which states that it ends a two-competitor sports competition earlier than the scheduled endpoint if one competitor is a very large and presumably insurmountable scoring lead. Over the other. It's called the mercy rule because it spares further humiliation for the loser. Uh, It's common in youth sports in North America where running up the score is considered unsportsmanlike. It's especially common in baseball and softball, in which there is no game clock and a dominant team could, in theory, continue an inning endlessly. And what sparked this was what Tony La Russa from the White Sox did the other night against the Minnesota Twins, where he was 15 to four in the ninth inning. And rather than simply let the Minnesota Twins cry uncle, give up, end the game, move on with our lives, he insisted on running up the score uh, because of his out of touch, or as Mr. Jones was saying earlier, the unspoken rules of baseball. It happens also in Whoa. other sports where there's a mismatch between teams like football. Go ahead.
1: Well, setting the stage about what Larusa did on, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday.
0: Yeah, give us a breakdown.
1: Uh, we're talking about so White Sox versus Minnesota. Minnesota um, wasn't playing very well for the day. I didn't watch the game, but the score happened to be fifteen to four, I believe. Uh, in this game, which is kind of a unique difference too, is that the White Sox were away. So this forces um, them have to bat in the ninth inning while holding a commanding vict- commanding lead over the other team. Lots of times in baseball now, we are all about the preservation of the arm um, and you will see teams, if you are losing by a double digit margin, you will put a position player on the mound to just throw lob balls out there, get the three outs, let's go home. Um, in this particular case, what happened is what LaRusso, what what, what in this case is that CC Sabathia came out and railed against uh, Tony LaRusso for uh, not controlling his players. And what this means is the uh, player in question had a 3 0 count. And what he did is typically with a 3 0 count, this is a very controlled position by the coach in the game, whether you can swing away, you can give the sign hold, to not swing, take the pitch, take the walk. In this particular case, uh, Tony didn't, I believe, give a sign to take. He just let the players play, which maybe be an old school way of things, not to control the game. Um, in the particular case here, the uh, the batter swung and parked the ball over the center field fence off a positioned player pitcher. So, what 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 the unspoken rule here is is let the game end, take the walk, just into a dull play. Let's go home. Let's stop, you know, playing anymore. And so what it is, is that if the walk would have happened, the embarrassment necessarily wouldn't have been so substantial to uh, Minnesota by hitting a home run. It really does kind of beat them down a little bit further and in doing so it takes a bad beat. Uh, make it makes it worse, pours a little salt in the wound. And that's pretty much what, what calls an unspoken rule in baseball is to uh, if you have a double digit lead, win the game, get off the field, call it over.
2: So what you're what you're referring to, Jones, is sportsmanship, I think.
0: Etiquette.
1: It's etiquette. In yeah. baseball, when you have a position player pitching, it's about etiquette just get the game over with. They don't care. The guy's throwing the ball at like 60 miles an hour over the plate. He's just trying to throw strikes. Well, certainly not exclusive
2: to baseball, but this is a great example. I think if, uh, you know, you see this a lot in college ball, right? Because they don't have uh, college football. They don't have a lot of opportunity to show their stuff. They have, you know, what, 12, 15 Mm -hmm. games to show all of the, Uh, possible uh, scouts out there, who they are, what they can do. Oh, and also there's some arbitrary, ridiculous voting system that tells them whether or not they're going to make it into the, the championship game or not. So you see these ungodly blowouts where, you know, you're beating a team in the fourth quarter by 55, 60 points, and you're still throwing the ball and you're still twisting the knife. And those teams will come back and say, you know, everything from it's dangerous. You're going to hurt somebody to, you know, this is bad sportsmanship. Why are you doing this? The problem is that it was, it's set up in a way that rewards them for doing that until they change those rules. What, what do you expect from them? Right? These guys, well, yeah, you got fantasy baseball. Now you got fantasy golf, you got fantasy, you know, you got, you got, EA sports that are putting their profiles and you know what, these players get pissed when you go in there and give them a bitch swing, you know? So they don't want, they want you to have, they want to be a, you know, a 10 out of 10 for swing power. And they're not going to let their manager or anybody else do that because they take a a certain level of pride on, you know, how they're, you know, the how they are showing up and all the other things that aren't the game that they're currently playing which is, it's a struggle. You know, I think fantasies hurt a lot of sports for that reason. So.
1: You, you bring up a good point. I'd say there, there are two major sports out there that definitely don't have this sense of sports etiquette. Um, You bring up the first one, absolutely. College football. Uh, If you have a chance to show off and to boost your cred, I guess in front of NFL scouts, you got to do it. It's just, it's just, that's just the game and the way it is. The second one, which is kind of really interesting. And we actually saw it this year. It's in soccer. Uh, this is a sport where your goal differential will matter eventually. And so mm-hmm. if a team can truthfully run up a nine goal game, they're going to do it. Manchester mm-hmm. United this year against Southampton. I think it was Southampton. Uh, don't quote me on it, but they ran up a nine zero score and they scored it well because at the time they're going to finish second in the league. At the time, it was a little bit closer with them and Man City. It made sense for them to kind of bring it in within, I think it was brought it into like within like six or four goal differential. And that was pretty big. Now, City's still going to win with almost a 20 goal differential anyways by the end of the season because they are that dominant. But to your point, there is no mercy rule when it comes to soccer. Like you mm-hmm. either play defense and you stack the box and you stop them from scoring and just suck it up and take it till the 90, 90 hits, or mm-hmm. you just get scored on. Just that's the game. It's sad. Uh, but it's the same thing in the World Cup. Remember, remember uh, the World Cup against Brazil and Germany? Mm-hmm. They weren't going to stop. They just punished them. So That, uh, that comes down uh, to the conventions sport. of
0: the game. Like We talked about this earlier. In NASCAR, the number of laps that you're leading matters, whether or not you win the race. So Mm -hmm. there are some scoring conventions that do require Mm -hmm. uh, the domination is the right word, but you know, where are you over the course of the game and how well does that stack up? Not just in that game by itself, because in baseball, the game is finite. Win, lose tie. That's it. It goes in the books and you move on. But uh, what you're talking Mm -hmm. about with soccer, or with NASCAR, it's that is one part of a multi-part formula that determines where you are at the end of the season. And I think it varies by sport to sport. Um, Hey, I, let me post something for you guys. If you absolutely destroyed your golf game and you shot, uh, 36 at Augusta national, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you be the most ballinest Lord of all? And wouldn't everybody congratulate you with the exception of a small handful of people? So there are some sports where absolute dominance is just a, a an event or phenomenon. It's rewarded. Yeah. Uh, but it is, is that is that a situation of in golf you're playing against the game, but in baseball you're playing against the other team? Is that part of what comes in into? R-
1: yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, baseball has a lot of its unwritten rules. Um, it's just an old sport. Um you know <laughs> what, in this case <laughs> i
2: i you know i hear you i hear you but I, you know what you know what i'm struggling with baseball and you said it's an old sport james and they're in trouble they're not modifying <sighs> with the times because you have the purists say don't touch the game and then you have everybody else saying we won't have a game unless we start adjusting and making this thing more watchable because what happened was when Babe Ruth was playing, they didn't have replay. They didn't have fantasy. They weren't trading players and changing pitchers three times in inning. That wasn't a thing they did. And now they do. And these games are dragging on forever and the analytics are driving the sport and it's boring as shit now and they have to figure out what they're going to do to make this more interesting. It's either a home run or it's a strikeout. That's it. Well, that, well That's not fun. You know, I, I think I'm going to go to cricket now because at least that's exciting. It might take four no, days to play a game. Right now.
0: That was in the no, article that dude, I sent I, to I, Jones I, today. Was this three? There's three cricket. outcomes. It's a ball, a home run, or a strikeout. And that's pretty much it.
1: Well, they, they, and I'm not yeah, saying I mean, baseball new. has its problems. They, they no, do, they have you're been. not. I think I think in general, though, we will say that general American sports in general right now have a problem with viewership. Football's you can't great. just finish. football's doing great. <laughs> yeah, well, right. basketball seems. Yeah, to be Yeah, their doing viewership's okay. been deteriorating down. Basketball is it's pretty much been <laughs> hasn't really changed much. It's it, it's been a problem for American sports. What, what guys, are you talking about? Hockey basketball struggling. Hockey basketball Hockey basketball's struggling. Basketball's in the
2: tank. Football. Everybody tanked in, in 2020. Everybody did.
1: No, but you look at viewership in 19 and 18, it's still going down as well. I think if hockey went down after it, the
0: last player strike.
1: Yeah. For, if you oh, go back I, and look. I'm yeah. going to have to look that it's, up. It's, it's if, if if that's
0: is. news to me. I, well, let's, let's talk about this. Well so I got, the, I got the unwritten rules up under the, the Wikipedia's here. So some of these are etiquette and some of these are superstition. So do not bunt to break up a no-hitter. Uh, that's that's etiquette, uh, but again, this is about winning. If a bunt wins when, a game, yeah. I mean, the as idea as player, is,
2: Jones. When does that start? Seventh inning, mm-hmm. eighth inning. Like, how deep
1: is a no hitter before that's taboo? About the seventh. About the seventh, I'd say, is where you're into like right. your so second time you, through the rotation. If
0: you suck shit until the seventh inning, then that's just sour grapes, and you're being a dick. Got it. Okay. Uh, Number two here is do not swing on a three and no count when your team is comfortably ahead. That's also etiquette Um,
1: that there ought to be a surrender. That was, that was, that, that, that's what we're talking about here.
0: There, there ought to be a surrender. Like if the other team goes, that's it, we're done. We don't want to do this anymore. Then they, they walk off the hole. They pull an uncle Frank, they pick up their ball and they walk. Like if this is, we have to make it until the ninth inning and the scores don't matter because it's either a W or an L, then end the game. Throw in the towel, call it a day. That to me seems like an equitable solution. If Minnesota knew they were done and they knew that they couldn't make it back and the game was over, then all you're doing is keeping a bunch of people awake.
2: You know what? That's entertaining to me (laughs) because that guy just broke the rules. And that is entertaining to me. Because if all you're doing is watching a sport that follows the same script over and over, we're like, oh, well, this is wrapped up. Let's change the channel. You know, there goes all the sponsorships and everything else. Cause now no one's going to swing and we're just going to hit into a double. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the
0: intentional walk is a pain in the ass. I don't know. I just wait. Let's get on to number three here because this one, this is one that I do have an opinion on. Do not spend your time admiring a home run. Yeah. That to me is, I think that's bullshit.
2: It's a dick move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think you should be able to do it now. Oh, you think you're not you allowed to, yeah. I don't think you, I don't think you want to sit there and do a dance, but yeah, you should, you know, you should admire a, a very, very good, um, a play. It's part of the game. You know, if you, if you excel at a certain part of the game, there should be a availability to just sit there and kind of like, wow, dude, but they don't. They glance at it, they run the bases, and again, if you want to talk about viewership and what matters, and if this is business, then the business is somebody admiring uh, a piece of performance that matters. So when somebody knocks it into the upper deck, yeah, let them look at it.
1: All right, you convinced me. I'd enjoy that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll only add to that. Do you guys follow Trevor Bauer? No. Nah, I know on, of Trevor Bauer. Yeah, on, on- Okay, so he has a YouTube channel. It's, it's quite spectacular, but it's interesting that he made a comment when he was playing against Tatis Jr. probably about three weeks ago. And uh, it's very interesting when people say, like, you know, do you like the bat flip that, you know, Tatis did or this and that. And he's like, you know what, I want to say something about that. It's good for the game. It's, it's good to create some sense of bravo, you did well, or, um, you know, a sense of, you know, let's cheer for this and not just kind of like pass over. So it was kind of interesting. And, and I think he was right. I, I, I really do. I was, I, my hat's off to him. I think he, I think he really did hit the uh, nail on the head there. What are you, What's going on here?
2: Uh, uh we lost you. Okay. All right. Well, we uh, can't go through I, uh, for timing. I'm going to have to go at some point here. But how how many of these are, are we going to walk? Well, through? it gets
0: down to what I wanted to discuss was you guys' opinion on the idea of yeah. If you don't like it, change the rules, and that's kind of what Sabatia was saying: is change, don't do it, or change the rules. And in my mind, it's change the rules. If you don't like something about the game, if the fans don't like it, if it's not equitable for the business, then change the rules. But the idea of unwritten rules, that means they're not rules. Because if they're not written down, they're not rules. There mm-hmm. are some things here that are that are stupid. Um, don't speak to a pitcher who's in the process of throwing a no-hitter. That's superstition. Yeah. That's an unwritten rule, you know turn your cap inside out in the seventh inning and have a rally cap. Don't change your socks. Those are unwritten rules because that's superstition, because that's up to blind chance with no statistical way to back it up. But if it's a worthy idea that you should put in the rule book and canonize it, then yeah, if you get up to 10 runs, sorry, adult is uh, being a grown up is hard. You sucked this particular game. Go get them next time. So the Mm -hmm. idea of of getting pissed about rules that should be in the rule book, we'll put them in a rule book. Yeah. You know, you're dealing with it in other sports all the time with the whole uh, pass interference call in football. Like they're still trying to figure that out.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. You know, um, (laughs) what the impetus for some of the articles that I've been reading about baseball lately is in 1968, they lowered the height of the mound and they closed the strike zone. They changed the rules to evolve the game. So if you're going to do a pitch clock, because these guys are up there taking 10 years to throw the ball, put in a pitch clock. You don't want to allow a strong bullpen. Don't allow a strong bullpen. Uh, change the thickness of the thread to get more home runs. You know, there's there's ways to change the game to make it exciting.
1: And if good, there's a lot. There's a lot they're doing. There's a lot. There's a lot they're doing in the game to make it either one, speed it up, two, to make it more exciting. You know, there's unwritten rules too that aren't even really in here too about you know spitballs and gumballs and you know all those kind of you know grease balls. that, Pitchers are throwing that it's an unwritten rule not to do it, but every pitcher does it, and you need to make it an even playing field all the way across. But you know, still, it's illegal. So you know, to your point, make it more exciting if you know pitchers can you know get two more inches on the curve or. Jones, whatever. you're a purist. Anyways,
2: you're you're a purist. I'm gonna throw this. I at am you. not a purist. Nope. I, uh, no, no want, I'm
1: totally for this. I'm just no. bringing it up that these are discussions that are currently happening in Major League Baseball. Like this is no. like I'm not. I'm. I'm not going against that. No, I but like I got one I for you. Tell you me how.
2: Tell me if the if you would watch. Well, you're going to watch it anyway because you're going to watch all baseball games. But if they change the rule that if the pitcher beams the batter, then the batter gets one free swing at his face. What <laughs> happens? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That's fucking dumb. It's fucking awesome. dumb. I
0: would. It's like fighting <laughs> like hockey. Yeah, you had to just watch it
2: would happen and it would be like, oh, oh, oh. is she going to do it? Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. Being the pitcher. Yes.
0: <laughs> you mentioned something earlier, Leon. So before we close the book on this discussion, you mentioned something earlier about how the game is quickly becoming about stats, analytics, and fractions of a piece of data. I think when it starts to get that level of measurability, when you have that objectiveness to it, you do have to increase the rule set. Otherwise, you start delegating too much authority to the umpires to decide whether or not an unwritten rule was broken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, I, I, if, if you break a bat, you should be out. If you no, do an that's intentional not, that's walk, a bat,
1: bat breaking has nothing to do with. A bat breaking has nothing to do with the batter. It has to do with bat and where the ball was and where he swung. That's dumb.
0: But you do agree that they're making bats thinner and thinner so that they have more flex?
1: They make most bats out of maple. I mean, that's typically what they make them out of. You can say more flex, mean, but
0: the actual handle is getting thinner, so that
1: players can grip them. so, so what you're telling me? Instead of the baseball being what changed in to last year, uh, it was the it wasn't the baseballs that they were changing. So the balls flew out further. It was the baseball bats. Uh, both. The first I heard of that kind of theory. Was both. So I.
0: I listened a lot to uh, black science man. I listened a lot to Neil deGrasse Tyson and him and Bill Nye go in depth on this. Cause Bill Nye is a serious baseball fan. They changed the thickness of the threads, which changed how the baseball flew, which allowed for the more home runs. Mm-hmm. The old juiced balls thing turned out to be a change mm-hmm. in the thread and how they threaded the baseball. The other one that I listened to that I really liked was players are starting to get to the point now where they want as thin a bat at the handle as possible because it allows for tighter grip and it allows for more whip a la um, golf Pre-change.
1: clubs that have I'm a little bit that. of spring to That's them. Fine.
0: The danger of that is because you have to have a certain amount of thickness in order to make contact with the ball. But where you run into trouble is the thickness of the contact point to the thinness of the handle. That uh-huh. weak spot in the middle causes the bat to break. And while yep. bats breaking are annoying and expensive, there's also a safety hazard if a shard of a bat goes in the stands or if it goes after yeah. the pitcher
1: bullshit bullshit when the fuck have you ever seen an actual like i did not a fan a fan a fan gets hurt when the actual whole bat leaves and that's why they extended the fencing and that's because of balls too but i've never actually truthfully seen a bat come back and actually impale a player after breaking yeah i I haven't ever seen that either yeah Yeah. i haven't I? Uh, I've never seen that. I've seen them hop, skit, and jump out of the way and oh the third baseman had to do some crazy way to get the ball, throw the guy out. Bullshit.
2: And for me that makes it more exciting. I say make it as whippy and thin as possible.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean so clearly you <laughs> need Justice, to be watching
1: Justice, UFC You'd be out there with a guy like firing balls at him is like as they hit a ground ball. It's like you got to get two balls to get one out. <laughs>
0: Well, sorry, the, the bottom of the article here says punishments for violating the unwritten rules include beanball wars and then beanball mm-hmm. wars lead to bench clearing brawls. Now that's mm-hmm. kind of exciting because it goes at our gladiatorial need for human conflict. But if you want that, then go to UFC or watch hockey because hockey, they expect you to fight. You just, they just yeah. let you fight and the refs guy. The All fight. right, let them, let them do their thing and then throw them in the box for five minutes. And that's part of the sport. Uh, they don't let you fight in basketball and you've seen basketball fights. They're not attractive. They don't let you fight in soccer and you've seen soccer fights. So it, I think it depends on what it is that you're looking for from the sport.
1: Yeah, I know. But you've got people that will actually use their teeth and start biting at people like vampires. That's hilarious. <laughs> See, good stuff. This is entertainment.
2: I, I think that's the other thing that we've lost track of in a lot of these sports. And why I got so frustrated at the NFL, and I'm currently frustrated at the NCAA, you know, when these kids get a huge sack or they get a touchdown that's incredible, you know, they dance a little too much or high five too many times, they get a penalty. That's, guess, hey, everyone, this is entertainment. I want to watch this. I want to watch this. This is hilarious. I want to see T.O. grab a phone out of the pad. And I don't want it to get a little bit too obnoxious and take over the whole game. And I like what they've done. They've loosened it up in the NFL a little bit and let them do the celebrations. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed them last year. Some of them were hilarious. So it's entertainment. It's entertainment first and foremost, and people are paying their hard earned money to go forget about their crazy lives for two to six hours and just go enjoy a time with their kids or themselves, or whatever, and just escape and make it entertaining. That's all I'm saying.
0: Sports so fighting. being escapist is probably thousands of years old. So we can probably yeah, agree on that. that.
1: Two, three thousand years old.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what the gladiatorial games in Rome were. Was That was their sport.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. the discussion, boys.
0: I enjoyed it that wraps up our uh, making a double section, voice all day, boys.
2: All day. and I love that we don't agree it's more fun
1: <laughs> oh yeah we totally don't do, we don't agree
2: oh I, I think everyone understands that we don't agree and that's good entertainment see that's entertainment is dead anyway, man.